Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Alan Kenny, host of Blatant Homers and Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation network of podcasts. It's our weekly college football gambling podcast, Picks Trying Not to Suck. I'm joined, as always, by my brother, Skinny. We're going to give you our best bets of the week. Let's go ahead and uh, welcome him on. Skin, what's up, man? Um, you know, doing well, ready for uh, what should be one of the... <laughs> you know, bigger OU home contests of the, of the year. So, uh, you know, although uh, with Nebraska's struggles this, this week, I don't know I'm quite as excited as I was at one point. So, Yeah, and this, uh, you know, it's funny. People are calling this the game that uh, broke the Big 12, you know, given that uh, OU's, uh, I guess, Joe Castiglione's, you know, uh, vocal disappointment with uh, the uh, timing of this game. I mean, Clearly, there was a lot of stuff actually already in place, though. But it does suck that they're doing this at noon on a Saturday and seven night. You know, I, I think OU had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of tradition type stuff planned for, uh, you know, a, an evening game with, you know, people legends from the uh, Nebraska OU game in nineteen seventy one, the game of the century, showing up and whatnot. And instead, you get uh, the heat and. Uh, yeah, it's like you get a couple eleven. Now this thing's been beat to death, right? But you get a couple eleven a.m. kicks a year. You know, two, three. Okay, fine. But when it's just this many, it's it's brutal. All right. Well, uh, as you all know, what we do every week is we give our five favorite college football picks against the spread. Uh, we tally them up at the end of the week and or at the end of the year uh, to get the winner. And uh, we do not know who the other's picking, so we're going in blind here. So let's go ahead, though, and recap last week. Um, I went, let's see here, I went 3-2, and two, running my overall record to uh, 70% on the year after two weeks. I had uh, Pitt minus 3 that hit. I had Cal plus 11.5 and, and Toledo plus 17. All of those uh, cashed. Washington plus seven. Good night. Washington looked terrible. And uh, Iowa State minus four and a half. That's one that we both had, and I think we felt pretty confident in. And actually, if you go, if you watch that game, uh, you know, really just a couple mistakes by Brock Purdy seemed to be what really turned that there because otherwise Iowa State kind of dominated that game. Um, then let's see here, Skinny. You also got uh, Kentucky minus five. You you took Arkansas plus six. They won outright and really stomped Texas. Um, and then uh, your Jayhawks did not come yeah. through plus yeah. twenty five. <laughs> I and, think I'm done with that. Yeah, and then the uh, Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State. I think you had twenty and a half, and I believe they lost by twenty one. So. That's another L for you. That, uh, but you did get three out of five last week, taking your record to uh, you're at fifty percent so far this year. So let's go ahead then and start off week three, um, and I'll let you do the honors. Go ahead, give me your first pick for the week. Sure, gonna look uh, one of the bigger games of the week, Bama, going down to the swamp in Gainesville. Um, you know, you look at Florida. I mean, you probably can't tell a whole lot from the, the first two opponents, but. Um, Quarterback play has been a struggle. Um, you know, we'll see if Mullen makes a switch. But, uh, you know, it's kind of the old if you have two quarter. Well, they've been playing both, I guess, right? But, you know, you have two quarterbacks, you don't have one, right? So, uh, you know, you've got Alabama steamrolling early in the season, coaching Mitch mismatch. I'll take Bama minus 14 going in the swamp. 
Yeah, you know, Dan Mullen has kind of made his uh, whole, made his bones as a coach in a lot of ways on, you know, playing Alabama close, you know what I mean? And But has yet to uh, get the outright win over the Crimson Tide since Nick Saban's been there. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're, but you're going, you say you're going to go ahead and lay the, uh, yep. lay the 15. Yep, lay I believe it's 14 and a half. Now. It's 14. It's starting to like, 15 yeah 15 and a half yeah so yeah i'll go ahead and give you 14 and a half so we'll say bama minus 14 and a half okay i don't know which what which way i'd lean there uh i just don't know enough about florida at this point um but uh it should uh, you know it'll be a good uh barometer you never know it could be that Bama's a little bit uh lagging where they've been the past couple years we'll see um, all right. So if you're going with Bama, I let's see here. I did not take that one, but I am going with I'll start off Utah minus seven. Uh they are playing San Diego State, the Aztecs. And I watched uh, you know, a good portion of the uh BYU Utah Utah game last week, the Holy War. And I know that uh, Utah lost, but man, it felt like they just squandered a lot of opportunities there. I feel like they're still a really good team, um, and Kyle Whittingham is uh, you know known for kind of bouncing back and managing these types of uh, setbacks early in the year. I'll go ahead and lay the seven with the Utes. All right, yeah, I've watched you know I watch quite a bit of college football. I've watched zero uh, West Coast football this season so far. It's just. You know, I don't know if it's the timing or just it's not as appealing or maybe both. But um, so, yeah, I, I have <laughs> no opinion there. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like especially when you're, you're thinking about, oh, God, like, you know, Washington's playing the late game or I mean, Oregon, it's just it's not good. I agree. But uh, all right. We your next pick, your second pick of the week. Sure. OK. Um um, we're going to look at Michigan state going down to Miami. Uh, you know, obviously Miami's underwhelmed a bit. I mean, granted they, uh, you know, Alabama has a tendency to do that, uh, particularly in those big opening opener matchups. Right. But, uh, you know, Michigan state under Mel Tucker, you know, again, two games been pretty solid this year. They're getting six and a half going down to Miami. I like Michigan state there. Right. I mean, I think this opened uh, as high as eight, but yeah, I, man, I've been looking pretty hard, honestly, at this one, but I think I would be going the other way if I were to pick it. I'm not, but uh, there's just something about this big 10 teams or, you know, any of the teams that kind of head down South there for those uh, afternoon kickoffs in a place like Miami where it's really hot and the humidity gets up there that I tend to try to try to stay away from in those games. So, but, uh, okay. Sparty plus six and a half is your second pick. All right. I'm going with the team that, uh, Oklahoma fans are familiar with the Tulane green wave. They are traveling to Ole Miss on Saturday night, uh, taking on the, uh, rebels where, I mean, this is a team in Ole Miss that has really been firing on all cylinders, particularly their offense is really, uh, you know, kind of, it made a real statement the first two weeks of the year, but in a two in a coaching matchup between Lane Kiffin and Willie Fritz, I like the Green Wave here. Um, I think that Tulane's got a really good, obviously got a really good quarterback. I mean, you saw that they are they're just a well coached team. Uh, I think Kiffin is a fine offensive play caller. I think as a head coach, I think he's like severely overrated. Um, I will uh, go ahead. I mean, if I'm getting 15 in that kind of situation, I'll go ahead and take it. And, you know, if you look back, I mean, 
Tulane played really well, obviously, against OU. They also played really well last week against Morgan State. Now, now Morgan State's terrible, no doubt about it. But, I mean, you know, it was the kind of situation where Tulane got out to like a 52-7 to lead by halftime and then just cruised the whole way in. So, I, I mean, I think that this is an underrated team that uh, can hang and keep it within two scores against the Rebels. Yeah, that's a tough – I mean, I, I looked at that too. I mean – for, for similar kind of similar reasons as you, but I, I'm just, I, you know, I've always seen that Ole Miss play that, that Louisville game, but they have some, they have some talent out there. So yeah. They, yeah and they I kind of got a really good quarterback in corral. I mean, yeah. really good. All right. Um, so that's Tulane plus 15. All right. What's your third pick again? All right. Going to um, say with the Sooner state team here, um, looking at Tulsa going to Ohio state, um, you know, this won't surprise many uh, fans of, you know, uh, football, college football in the state of Oklahoma. But, you know, that this Tulsa team is is not great. I mean, that, yeah, they hung with Oklahoma State, but um, that is not a good Oklahoma State team either. So you look at Ohio State in this spot, you know, revenge game. They're going to want – not revenge game, but a bounce-back game, right? So um, 24 and a half, it's a big number. I don't – Really love betting numbers that big, but I think Ohio State rolls here, so I'll take them twenty-four and a half. Yeah, you know Tulsa—they—they're defensively surprisingly they've actually gotten pretty good. Uh, that that game last week against Oklahoma State, though, whoa, that was bad. Uh, both sides, Tulsa played so timid, it was kind of disappointing on that part. It feels like the game was there for them, but all right, okay, so that is uh, Ohio State minus twenty-four and a half against TU. All right, uh, my next one. And uh, this is a team in Nevada coached by uh, Jay Norvell that is, you know, developed into one of the better teams in the uh, Mountain West. They are traveling to Kansas State uh, and they're actually laying two uh, against the Wildcats who have lost Skylar Thompson. It's not clear how long he'll be out. Uh, Will Howard has taken over there. Um, And Nevada is just a good team. I mean, they've already beaten Cal this year. Uh, they've got a really good quarterback in Carson Strong. And on that alone, I kind of like the quarterback matchup in uh, favor there of the Wolfpack. I'll go ahead and lay the two on the road with Kansas State. It's a little scary, but uh, I have faith in uh, Jay Novell's crew there. All right. Uh, Skin, your fourth pick. Sure. Um Ooh, uh, maybe maybe the game of the weekend here. You've got Auburn going to Happy Valley, right? Uh, <clears throat> this was kind of a tough one, but you know, I still get back to like, well, you know, Penn State offensively. I'm not sure. <laughs> saw some questions about Clifford and just kind of what they are on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, I think um, this is a low scoring game. Um, yeah, it's a little scary with the whole what the whole whiteout thing, the night game in Auburn. We really has played no one so far, right? But I still think six points is kind of a lot um, in what's probably a low-scoring game. I'll take Auburn getting the six on the road. Yeah, all right. I I, uh, I was thinking about that one too. I almost feel like I'd go the other way only because I've seen Patrick or uh, pardon me. Patrick Nix, his son, Bo Nix, yeah, yeah, go on the road quite a bit, and uh, it it rarely turns out well. Uh, But, I mean, six points, you're right, and that kind of uh, what what looks like could be a slugfest uh, seems like a lot. All right, so that's Auburn plus six. My fourth pick, 
I'm going back to the well with Fresno State. I've been on them a couple times already this year. It's turned out well for me. Uh, they are playing at the Rose Bowl, taking on UCLA, a team that uh, you know two weeks ago was riding high uh, with that big win over LSU. Uh, UCLA was off last week, and while normally I'd be looking to bet a team coming off an open date like that, uh, in this case, I kind of feel like it, it might, you know, it, it might kind of hurt UCLA getting uh, getting that you know bye week so early in the season, um, especially coming off, you know, being if they could have ridden the uh, emotion there with that big win over LSU. Uh, Fresno State is a really good offensive team. I've liked what I've seen from them so far this season. I'll go ahead, and if I'm getting 11 with them, I'll go ahead and take it. And obviously, UCLA isn't a pr- very much of a home field advantage anymore. Um, yeah, I'll go ahead and take the 11 with the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah, it seems kind of like yeah, I like that one as well. Um, you know, it seems like kind of a, I, I'm, you know, I think everyone's pretty high on, on UCLA for that week one win. And, uh, but I'm still not really convinced about what, uh, you know, Long has been doing out there. So I'd probably go that way too. Yep. All right. So let's see here. You are your last pick of the week, fifth pick. Whew, okay. Um, yeah, the game everyone's wanting to see here. Western Michigan going to Pitt. Um, you know, I know Pitt, you know, I know it was just Tennessee last week. I, I actually like what I saw from Pitt, though. Um, and Western Michigan, uh, I watched some of that game when they played Michigan. Um, they are not a good defensive team. I think Pitt rolls up on them here. I'll take Pitt minus 15. You know, I haven't watched that much Pitt, thankfully, in the past few years, but I did catch a lot of their game last week against uh, at Tennessee. And their quarterback, uh, Pickett, he's actually pretty good. Uh, yeah, I was surprisingly – yeah, I was surprised there. So yeah, it, I, I it feels like – does it feel like Pitt's kind of like the same thing, like perennial, like every, every year? Every year, six like, and six and five. That's probably six and six, seven five, maybe eight. Like wins. pretty good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they might get that win like uh, over like Miami or mm-hmm. a Clemson, but yeah, for the most part. And I mean, let's face it, man. Tennessee, God, they are in trouble, man. They look bad. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my fifth pick of the week. <laughs> Phew, all right, I'm going to hold my nose here. But look, if Florida State doesn't come out and play hard this week at Wake, uh, Norvell, I mean, he's not going to get canned, but man, they'll be in trouble. Um, obviously, very, very embarrassing showing last week, losing to Jacksonville State on uh, a late touchdown there. Uh, just inexcusable i think though that uh they'll get the quarterback stuff figured out you know uh the the whole deal with mckenzie milton was a, a nice story but they're a better team uh with jordan travis there i feel like uh you know rain more of a kind of ground and pound type offense i think uh they've got they've got better players than wake although you know the claw fence is always uh something to contend with but i'll go ahead i'll take the five with the seminoles uh on the road and Assume that they play a pretty get, give a pretty good showing after last week. Just uh, that kind of thing you can't just let linger. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was I was this close to taking that one as well, and uh, but just uh, you know my only hesitation there is just where is where will Florida State be? You know, mentally for this one, and 
<laughs> Did you see the picture last week of the guy that uh, proposed to his girlfriend? Uh, so sad. Or, oh, well, God. fiance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the yeah. thing about it, though, Ouch. too, like the the flip side of that is, was he going to, he was going to propose after they beat up on an, an FCS team, you know what I mean? Well, like, I guess I mean, you plan it that way because you, you think yeah, you that's think your sure gonna, win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Like, I think after that, he put out, like, you know, on social media, you know, like, here's where we're registered. I mean, I'm assuming he's going to get all everything he wants, <laughs> <laughs> gift-wise and everything. So Take I guess advantage. that's one way to look at it, huh? All yeah. right, so just to recap, scan of year five this week. You've got Bama minus 14.5 over Florida. You're taking Michigan State plus 6.5 on the road to Miami. Uh, Ohio State minus 24 against Tulsa. You'll take the six in the whiteout between Auburn and Penn State. And then you've also got Pitt to cover. Um, I am going with Utah laying a touchdown, uh, Tulane plus 15 at Ole Miss. Nevada, minus two in Manhattan. Fresno State, plus 11, taking on UCLA. And then Florida State, plus five. All right, so best of luck. But let's talk a little bit about the Sooners. Last week we got, uh, you know, I think the kind of, I would say it was the kind of performance you wanted to see out of OU in the sense that they didn't half-ass anything, you know what I mean? Like they went in, uh, they were sharp, They there weren't a lot of mistakes, not, not a lot to correct it was it looked like um they were a whole lot more focused than in week one yeah definitely i mean it's it's one of those things where like um you know when you're you know for young kids like you get the grade like you don't get a grade you get like satisfactory or unsatisfactory right or or not satisfactory and um to get the satisfactory they needed to come out look sharp win 60 70 something to very little which is exactly what they did and that's about as much as you can take out of it yeah, yeah, not not a whole lot else to go on, but I, it did make me feel a little bit better about where they're how they're progressing. Uh, this week uh, we mentioned, you know, we got Nebraska coming in here. Um, I don't know how much Nebraska have you watched this year so far? Uh, just Illinois. Yeah, they uh, there's just something about they they just there's just not a lot to them. You know what I mean? Like there's just there's not a lot of energy there. Uh, and their their quarterback issues too. I mean, you know, Adrian Martinez uh, looks like the exact same quarterback he was as a freshman, maybe a little worse at this point. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think you're right, and uh, yeah, you're right. It's just there's not a lot of energy there. There doesn't there's not a lot of talent there. There's there's not a lot of you know there's not much you know dynamism in anything they're doing. It's just kind of it's kind of blah. I mean, and it's, we expected more out of Scott Frost um, to this point. Cause what is he like in year five? Is that right? Or four? Okay. But um, yeah. So, I mean, to me, this is a game, you know, OU should win handily. And obviously, you know, I think most people would agree with that. Uh, you know, I think what you'd want to see for me is again, kind of that progression, particularly you know, and I don't know how much they will run the ball, uh, you know, in, especially in these games if, if they're not close, but uh, – or at least, you know, run with the, the kind of the first string, right? But to me, it's you, – you've got to see them run the football with some success, right? Right. And, I mean, that's what – that's really what Illinois did well um, against them is uh, especially kind of just going off tackle over and over. Um, and it's like if you're in Nebraska, how are you not just – you're – Face a Bielema team. How are you not ready for that? But right, yeah, um, exactly, exactly. You know, I, I look at it, and 
I think that you're right about running the ball. You know, I mean, the one thing is, is that Nebraska does have, I mean, like a lot of older, experienced players on the defense, especially, uh, you know, they've got a pretty solid secondary there with guys like Cam Taylor Britt and uh, JoJo Doman. You know, a solid uh, defensive front. Also, um, they they you know it's uh, Eric Shenander's defense. They really like to kind of get after it and try to uh, send some funky blitzes and things like that. So, watching how OU's offensive line holds up, obviously, is going to be important. And then, you know, can they bait uh, you know uh, Spencer Rattler into some any of those throws that you know he we know he shouldn't make, but that he has he just can't seem to avoid sometimes. You know. Um, but I think, you know, I just I have a hard time seeing Nebraska having much success moving the ball against OU's defense, even with, uh, you know, starters Billy Bowman and Woody Washington likely missing the game. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think this is <clears throat> this is like this is a, you know, if I was betting this, I'd take OU to cover. I, you know, I think they win by four touchdowns. Yeah, I'm looking at somewhere in there also something like maybe uh like a 38 to 14 type type game but uh we'll see i think that you know the one thing like i mentioned is if if uh rattler makes a few mistakes if they're able to bait him into uh, bad throws you you could see a situation where maybe the Cornhuskers get a defensive score or just an easy score easy field position to uh you know potentially keep it closer than uh than you yeah, you know it'll be nice to see them back against you know uh, a Division One or what? Sorry, SBS SBS uh, you know opponent this week, and um, you know kind of have a better measuring stick for the progress that they're making. Absolutely. Um, so, did you take anything away from uh, last week's games besides uh, besides OU? I mean, uh, did, did you get a chance to watch anything? Oh, I did. I mean, not a ton, just kind of a lot of, you know, mediocre uh, football out there. I mean, it, it really kind of feels like it's it's Alabama and then you know, a couple other teams. And then there is a lot of parity, a lot of parity beyond that. Right. You know, it's kind of interesting, though, how you do feel like you see two different teams from week to week. You know what I mean? In some of these programs where. You know, I mean, like OU, where you have a real unfocused effort one week, and then the next week they're they're real sharp. Or, you know, Florida State is playing an overtime game with Notre Dame and then losing to Jacksonville State. I mean, it's it's really really one of those situations where you just have to keep all that kind of con- uh, context in mind. You know, when we're watching these teams. Um, of course, you know the one that uh, obviously really stuck out though was Oregon just housing uh, Ohio State. I mean, Grand Ohio State had a shot there maybe late to uh, to get to tie the game up, but uh, that Oregon defense, uh, and then on top of that, uh, Ohio State defensively was so bad. Yeah, and it's kind of that was one of the games you know you kept looking up and thinking like, well, how is Ohio State only down a touchdown or what? Like it. it it felt like Oregon was beating them worse than, than the scoreboard. Yeah, and I guess it sounds like uh, Kerry Coombs won't be defensive coordinator there much longer just based on kind of the way things are heading because they, they I mean, the thing is that Oregon they really didn't even do anything that uh, that special. They just no. hit them on the edge, you know, you know, a few times down there. Um, all right, well, I guess uh, we'll see how the Sooners do this week for a uh, big noon Saturday there in, in Norman. Um, all right, skin, best of luck, man.
All right, looking forward to it. All right, thanks to Skinny for joining us, and make sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. Let everybody know uh, where they can find us out over here. For the Blaine Homers and Podcast, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy.